Hello everyone, I'm Miss Jenny B and this is No Country for Melanin. Welcome back to the podcast and if you're new here, welcome, welcome. For today's case, we'll discuss the 2007 disappearance of Latoya Grissom. This is another cold case, which just means it's open, never been solved, and there hasn't been any new evidence, but Latoya's family is still demanding answers. My sources for today will be limited since this case didn't get any national coverage, but I still wanted to share the story because Latoya deserves coverage and her family deserves support. And you never know who's listening for real. So we're going to do our part to spread the word about LaToya in hopes that her family will someday soon get answers to the questions they've had for the last 16 years. All of the pictures and evidence linked to this case will be posted on our Instagram at no country for melanin number four for the four. So without further ado, let's get into the case. Our case begins on Friday, September 4th, 2007. In history that year, Big Girls Don't Cry by Fergie was the number one single in the country. Beautiful Girls by Sean Kingston, Stronger by Kanye, and The Way I Are by Timbaland were among the top five songs on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. No Country for Old Men was the Academy Awards Movie of the Year. Superbad had just been released the month before. And of course, it was Beyonce's 26th birthday. In Texas that day, around 3.30 p.m., 25-year-old LaToya Grissom left her grandmother's house at Sunset Court Apartments, never to be seen again. LaToya was born on February 6, 1982. Her family said she was a very happy person who liked to laugh and have fun. According to her mother, Jackie Grissom, LaToya was the type to always crack jokes, and she just liked to live life. Neighbors remembered LaToya as fancy and pretty as she often liked to change up her hair. However, LaToya didn't have the best record with relationships. Her family said she had a history of abusive relationships but maintained she wasn't a violent person and, quote, wouldn't hurt a fly. So, at the time of our case, LaToya was living with her grandmother at the Texarkana Apartments on Allen Lane with her two boys, a four- and seven-year-old. On the day in question, LaToya left the apartments around 3.30 p.m. wearing a pink spaghetti strap shirt, blue jean shorts, with a pink and white purse. According to the Texarkana Gazette, she told her grandmother, who was watching her children, that she'd be back soon, but never revealed where she was going. She said she'd be coming back, Dorothy Grissom, LaToya's grandmother, told KTAL News. The baby wanted to go with her. He was crying. She said she was going to come back and get him. She never returned. Shortly thereafter, she was seen getting into a small, dark-colored compact car. As days passed without her return or contact, the family grew concerned and reported LaToya missing. No matter what happened, she always kept in touch with her family, Dorothy said. On September 18th, the first report about LaToya's case was published in the local paper with police asking for the public's help to find LaToya. 
The family is concerned because she has never been gone without telling them like this before. She has children, Texarkana police spokesperson Sean Fitzgerald said. The family especially would like to know if she's okay. The next updated report came weeks later, on September 26th, in which Dorothy opened up about the family's love and concern for LaToya. We love her, she said. We love her through the good times, the bad times, anytime. We love her and we want her back. Wherever I live, she calls home because I practically raised her, Dorothy continued, adding that she had been waiting by the phone for weeks for a call from her granddaughter, especially since LaToya always called to check in whenever she was away, even if it was just next door, the paper reported. She would always tell me, if I get in trouble, I'll contact you in some kind of way, Dorothy said of LaToya. Right now, my heart is too heavy to think that she's gone. Somebody knows something, she continued. I'm going to worry until the day she shows up. She knows I get upset and worried. At this point, LaToya had been missing for 22 days. Flyers had been printed, local police had entered her name into the missing person's database, and friends of the 25-year-old, as well as neighbors in the area, had kind of built a community around Dorothy, visiting her home and calling to show support and concern for LaToya. However, as more people learned of LaToya's disappearance, rumors and false claims began to spread about her whereabouts. That same weekend, the weekend of September 22, 2007, Rumors claimed that LaToya had been found dead in Shreveport, Louisiana, but there was no evidence to prove that claim. Still, a few locals felt the need to call Dorothy to discuss what they'd heard, which obviously upset the worried grandma. The rumors didn't start until after the fires were put up, a neighbor who often visited Dorothy said. We think they started because of the fires. I don't want to believe she's missing. I want to think she was just gone out for a few days, the neighbor continued. By the way, before we get too deep in the case, Texarkana is a city in Texas located in the tri-state region of Arklatex, where Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas join together. The region includes portions of northwest Louisiana, northeast Texas, south Arkansas, and northeastern portions of Oklahoma. Texarkana, Texas is a twin city with its neighboring namesake, Texarkana, Arkansas. And at the center of the region is Shreveport, Louisiana, which is about 70 to 80 miles away from Texarkana, Texas, which is like an hour to an hour and a half drive for reference to those rumors we talked about. So for the next few years, there would be no sign or update on LaToya until January 2009, when LaToya was finally input into the National Missing Persons Database, NamUs. Previously, she'd just been entered locally. The details surrounding LaToya's disappearance were listed, including what she was last wearing, as well as her tattoos and other identifying factors. LaToya has a Chinese symbol on her lower back and a burn scar on her left shoulder. The NamUs profile also listed a few aliases LaToya was known to use, including Charlotte Grissom, Keisha Foster, LaTanya Grissom, Latrice Grissom, LaToya Jackson, and Toya Jackson. In October of 2010, almost exactly three years after LaToya vanished, the case was revived with a discovery that led officials to now suspect foul play. A water utility crew found LaToya's purse, flip phone, and other items along a creek in Texarkana. And although the discovery brought a slither of hope to the case, 
Police had been having a hard time obtaining hard evidence, according to KTBS. In fact, there would be barely any, if any at all, police updates or news reports about Latoya's case until 2018, eight years after the discovery. In 2018, the family came to terms with their new reality, as Latoya's sister told KSLA, for her to be gone this long and she's still alive and not reach out to her kids, that's not right. As other family members revealed that they believe she's dead. For the love of God, can they please tell us what happened to my daughter if they have any kind of decency? Jackie told KSLA. You know what it has done to me? She continued. I barely want to come out of the house. I've been depressed for 11 years. I feel like somebody has snatched my heart out of my chest. Now, at this point, for 11 years, Latoya's mother had been struggling with not knowing what happened to her daughter. Police had suspended their investigation after years of no new leads or information. Apparently, the last time that the department even received new information in the case was in 2013, three years after the discovery of Latoya's belongings. But the details have not been released to the public. Let me find out where my daughter is at. If she's gone, let us bury her so we can move on with our life. Because I am never going to forget my daughter, Jackie said. I want to know what happened to my daughter. I want justice. I don't want revenge. I want justice for my daughter. Despite the halt in the case, police said it was still open and the family was still working to spread the word of Latoya's disappearance. The Royal Society Civil Rights Activist Nonprofit Organization also stepped in to offer assistance by printing flyers and reviving interest in the case. And a few weeks later, the family held a vigil in downtown Texarkana to honor Latoya and raise awareness about her case. A small group also protested in front of the Bi-State Justice Center building to demand action in Latoya's case. But again, the reports and updates would slow and pretty much stop until 2020. In 2020, Latoya's mother once again pleaded with the public to help find her daughter, who at this point had disappeared over 13 years ago. For the past 13 years, I've isolated myself from the world. I just don't understand why someone would take her, Jacqueline said. At the time, Detective Cliff Harris also spoke to KTBS about the case, detailing the department's difficulty over the last decade to find solid physical evidence. In 2017, the contact wasn't as constant, so someone being gone for a day or two was not as uncommon as it is today, Harris said, which we can all attest to, right? There was a time when minutes were limited and house phones were still a thing. In fact, according to a study by the LA Times, only 15.8% of people didn't have landlines in 2006. And then the beloved iPhone dropped the year later. If you remember, Latoya herself had a flip phone, real Y2K vibes. Texting wasn't as popular, there was no Instagram, and Facebook was only available on desktop. So yeah, contact wasn't as constant back in 2007. But now with all the technology that's available and time that has passed, Harris believes we just need one good tip to break the case right open. We are very confident that somebody out there has a tip that could lead us in the right direction, he said. By this point, police had held interviews, executed search warrants, and sent evidence to the crime lab, but nothing more to push the case or investigation forward. 
In fact, according to KTBS, police even said they had a suspect, but just not enough evidence to make an arrest. I believe there is someone out there that knows something, Jackie told the publication. I wish that they would tell us. She couldn't have done nothing that bad that someone would want to do her like that. My life hasn't been the same. One year later, in 2021, still with no updates about LaToya's case and investigation, KTBS reached out to LaToya's then-boyfriend, who we'll call Richard, who opened up about his relationship with LaToya all those years ago. It's been 13 or 14 years. Somebody knows something, and they can't say they don't, Richard said. If these officers are not doing what they ought to be doing, which I'm not saying they ain't, they need to dig a little harder. Anybody who knows her is going to be drawn to her, he continued. She would give you the shirt off her back. Even people who didn't deserve her kindness, she was kind to them. He also discussed the day LaToya disappeared, saying, The first day went by and I knew something wasn't right then. If you recall, LaToya was last seen on September 4th and was reported missing about a week later. That girl called me every hour on the hour just to check in and say, Hey, what you doing? Who over there with you? He said, I hope they do find something, but I don't want to put a name on nobody because I got one put on me. I don't want to judge anybody, you know. I wish someone would step up. Someone with information or withholding something that they know, they could shed a little light on the situation and help get closure. I think they're close though, Richard said, suggesting that someone who knew her also knows what happened to her. I hope they are anyway. With the little information I gave, I hope they get close. I hope they catch whoever did or find out wherever she's at, you know? But after that, of course, nothing. Until the annual update came in February on what would be LaToya's 40th birthday. Over the course of the long 15 years looking for LaToya, police said they followed up on hundreds of leads, but still have found nothing to lead to the whereabouts or answers about what happened to LaToya. Despite that, though, the case is still open and police say they are, quote, convinced that there is someone out there who can help us solve this 15-year-old case. And with no 2023 update, this is where we stand with Latoya's case, still hoping for answers. Just two years ago, the family was seeking donations for a billboard, but the link to donate is no longer active. And of course, if there is ever an update on LaToya or any of the missing women or children we've spoken about so far, we'll always do an update. But other than that, that is our case for today. Let's take a moment to think about LaToya and lift up her family in our prayers with love and support. LaToya is five foot four and weighed about 120 to 130 pounds when she vanished. She was last seen wearing a pink spaghetti strap top, blue jeans with blue three inch heels. She had an ankle bracelet on her left ankle and a toe ring on her left foot, according to Namus. She also had pierced ears, a burn scar on her left shoulder and a tattoo on her lower back of a Chinese symbol. Her hair is usually black, but sometimes she dyes pink streaks. If you or someone you know has information on LaToya Grissom, please contact the Texarkana Police at 903-798-3161 or Regional Program Specialist Jessica Ruiz at 817-201-1383. And that's all for today, folks. 
Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of No Country for Melanin. And until next time, stay safe and keep your head on a swivel. Thank you.